Welcome to the 10th episode of the Facilitatorium podcast. My name is Jim Rice, and I'm going to be your host for today. This podcast has been created to host discussions of relevance to GPMs in phase four and five fields. Today, we're going to be talking to Mary. Uh, that's not a real name, but that's what we'll be calling her. She will be discussing missionary sending organizations in the context of sending from hard fields. This is part of the Everywhere to Everywhere movement and missions, and as you'll hear, has a number of unique challenges, much like the fields that these missionaries are being sent from and to. Welcome, Mary. Thank you, Jim. It's great to be here with you today. It's exciting to hear about places around the globe where the global family is planning and enacting sending organizations. Mary, can you tell us a little bit about how this idea came about in your area? Sure. The East Asian Church is vibrant and has growing passion to participate in mission sending through undertakings like the Back to Jerusalem or BTJ movement and the indigenous mission movement from East Asia. East Asian Christians feel God calling them to long-term mission service. Nevertheless, attrition rates of East Asian missionaries are high and a number of difficulties hinder East Asian missionary sending. 85 to 90% of East Asian missionaries abandon their mission dream a few months after arriving in the target country. Obstacles faced by East Asian mission workers include inadequate funding and a lack of a professional skill. Inadequate cultural and language training has also been cited as a cause of attrition. Abandonment of missionary calling not only squanders the limited resources of the East Asian sending church, but can also lead to disillusionment and decreased desire to serve in mission ministry. Structures to facilitate East Asian mission sending have been in formulation for more than 15 years. By 2005, there were at least two underground seminaries training East Asian missionaries to work in, in Islamic nations. Certain church associations had sent as many as 60 missionaries south to Burma by the year 2000 and a handful of missionaries into Pakistan by 2002. Mission sending organizations are important because they facilitate success, successful mission sending. This facilitation encompasses every part of the missionary endeavor, including finding and recruiting qualified participants, candidate selection and training, missionary deployment and care, and reintegrating returning missionaries to the home culture. The local church is generally unable to sustain long-term strategic mission outreach to unreached people since it usually, and rightly so, finds itself focused on meeting the pressing needs of its parishioners. There is pragmatic and historic rationale for the existence and promulgation of mission sending structures that operate independently of the local church. In our context, for East Asian doctors who want to serve in missions, a mission sending structure was needed specifically for facilitation of medical personnel in sustainable service. The medical professional mission minded group is our target niche. Wow. Listening to all that, I'm, I'm wondering what was the driving force behind this movement? Well, East Asia's recent indigenous mission sending activity traces its beginnings to the early 20th century. At that time, individual East Asian missionaries reached as far as Malaysia, Vietnam, and Indonesia, sharing with both, both East Asian and other Asian local peoples. 
Beginning in the mid-1990s, one form this mission vision took was the Back to Jerusalem, or BTJ, movement, which adopted a goal of sending 100,000 East Asian mission workers by the year 2013. The actual number of East Asian missionaries serving outside of their country right now, however, is much less. Perhaps by 2014, there were as many as 400 East Asians serving abroad long-term. Nevertheless, East Asians want to have their part in the Great Commission and an opportunity to know Christ in the context of sacrifice and service. So what does this sending organization look like in the context of your area? Well, a missionary calling needs support. Mission sending organization is designed to be that support. In the context of the Holy Spirit's very present activity in East Asia, the development of strong, intentionally led mission sending organization is arguably the greatest need for successful, sustainable deployment of East Asian missionaries. In 2018, two of our medical missionary trainees found other established mission sending organizations under which to serve as long-term missionary workers. It was then that we more fully realized we needed further mission sending structural development to facilitate those readying to launch into missions. We began to meet as a mission sending organization group, developed policies, modeled on mission sending organizations we knew in the West, and began to ready ourselves for the next batch of graduates from our medical mission training program who would want to apply for long-term missions. We currently do not have any East Asian missionaries serving long-term with our mission sending organization. We do have one medical missionary couple ready to launch, but the COVID-19 pandemic has slowed our timeline for action. Mission sending structures perform many vital, vital roles that might facilitate East Asian missionary sustainability. We have identified best practices in East Asian missionary sending associated with the following nine domains. The first one is to provide careful selection of missionary candidates. The second is to provide adequate pre-field training. The third is to provide properly, properly implemented member care. The fourth is to provide adequate salary and benefits. The fifth is to provide for organized, mutually supportive teams. The sixth is to facilitate cooperation of mission sending organization and the East Asian church. The seventh is to provide for the family. The eighth is to consider mission agency factors that affect attrition. And the ninth and most important is to pray. Best practices presented all relate to specific and important roles of a mission sending organization. Wow. That sounds like a, a lot to take in. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that you faced and that the East Asian churches faced as they've tried to develop uh, a sending organization at recruit and equip missionaries and missionary couples to go out? Good question. Some of our medical mission trainees have given up on their mission call during the time of their training or shortly after graduation. Marriage and family, financial considerations, COVID-19 now, and the fact that missions is just plain hard have all slowed down mobilization of medical missionaries to the field. 
with some of the hard things about this in mind, uh, and often we focus on those things, but what are some of the hopes and dreams that you and the sending organization in the East Asian church have uh, as far as sending uh, missionaries? Well, it's very important to keep the hopes and dreams, that's for sure. Um, we would like to see 600 East Asian medical missionaries having sustainably served cross-culturally for at least two years by the year 2040. Wow, 600. Yeah. How would you encourage others, uh, other areas, uh, other sending or developing sending organizations in the idea of everywhere to everywhere uh, to do this after having experienced the working of uh, the work of building an organization from scratch in your area? Well, as it says in John 12, 24, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. There doesn't seem to be a way around this death, this dying experience. Yet the opportunity to know him more in the midst of the dying experience is more of the real life than anything the world has to offer. I know there are a number of areas around the world that are looking at trying to construct, uh, build, uh, think about a, a sending structure and a support structure for sending uh, missionaries around the world uh, from everywhere to everywhere. As they do that, uh, I'm sure they'll encounter some of the problems and some of the successes that you have. Do you have any final thoughts uh, for these uh, both U.S. missionaries, uh, cross-cultural workers, uh, and local church leaders and missions leaders uh, as, we, as we end this podcast? Well, I think mission-sending organization development alone is insufficient for encouraging newer sending countries in sustainable mission-sending. A workable model or platform with training for those using that model or platform is also needed. Additionally, a way to mobilize the entire church for mission service is also needed. Great point. I think that points, uh, points to North America as well as the rest of the world as we look at that. Mary, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. And uh, that concludes the 10th episode of the Facilitator M podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, please comment uh, if you have comments uh, so we can discuss some of the points that were made today by Mary in this, uh, in this wonderful podcast and this wonderful interview. Uh, God bless, and we'll see you on the 11th episode uh, next month. Bye-bye. <laughs>